Today, we are going to talk about meeting our first stepmother. Welcome to Family Vortex. and welcome to today's episode where we're going to be talking about meeting our first stepmom, stepmom number one, marriage number two, whatever we want to call it. We always call it different things. And of course, I am Sars and I have my sister, my wonderful sister, Mars with me. Hello, everybody. And yeah, like I said, today we are going to talk about meeting our stepmom and how that felt and how we found out about her and all those kinds of wonderful (laughs) memories we have about that time in our life. And just to give a little bit of perspective to everybody, I was probably around nine years old, I think, when this happened, and Mars would have been, how old would you have been, Mars? Uh, About four. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Just so everyone can kind of tell, you know, where we are in our timelines and kind of what we were thinking at the time. Our life timelines. Yes. So at the time, we were visiting our dad, not quite on the regular at this point. I don't know if you remember, Mars, but we we would only go to our grandparents' place, I think, in twos at one point. Dad didn't take all four of us. No, I think it would be you and Michael and then me and Gregory. Or like you and I. Oh. Um, I don't know. I That part I'm fuzzy about, but I, I remember sharing a room with you, but I'm not sure if it was because all four of us were there or if it was just... Well, we were both girls, so that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So um, I do remember. So that was kind of what was going on. We were seeing our dad maybe once a month at that time for a couple of days. And on the rare occasion, I think he saw all four of us. Yeah, something like that, I think. And do you remember, Mars, how we met or how we found out we were going to meet our stepmom number one? Um, Well, I don't think we knew we were going to go meet her. I believe we were picked up by our dad. Mm -hmm. I'm young, so this is very fuzzy memory to me. Because the only real uh, imagery that I have of us meeting her is kind of meeting her cat. Because I remember her cat not being very friendly Mm -hmm. and being afraid of the cat Mm -hmm. when we first walked in the door. That is the first thing I remember. Walking down those steps, seeing that cat, it hissing at me. I think it might have scratched me even because (laughs) I wanted to pet the cat. Yes. I'm not joking. Yeah, no, I'm remembering. I'm remembering this. We didn't have any pets at the time, so we had never experienced pets. None of our grandparents had pets. Like, no one we knew, unless we had a friend, had a pet. And I loved animals, so I was so (laughs) excited that we were going to someone's house that had uh, a cat. And it scratched me. And I remember her being, you know, very nice because she is very nice Mm -hmm. and very kind. And seeing their apartment Mm -hmm. uh, and that it was small and seeing the kids' bedrooms. And that's really the only memory I have. What about you? Well, I was just about to ask you, do you remember how you felt? I don't know. I think I might have been excited. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Just because it was something new. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I was confused or not. It's it's hard to remember at that young age. Yeah. And I and I wish I could remember more of that stuff, but 
I, I might have been a bit shy, but I don't think I was. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how I felt. What about you? I know. I remember quite a bit of it. I mean, I was nine years old, so, you know, I might have even been a bit younger, actually, come to think of it. I'm not sure. But I do remember our dad picking us up that day. And we got in the car and we started driving and we and we were driving in a slightly different direction. Now, our grandparents place was on the other side of a park from us. One of our famous parks (laughs) that we had near our place, as we talked about in our last episode. And but it was kind of tricky because by car, you had to go kind of all the way around a huge block to get to their place, even though you could probably walk there faster. Yes. Like we could have run there faster than the car could have gone there because I had to take it, you know, a detour around. Exactly. And we should have done that. We should have had a race where we raced our dad's car to their house to see what happened. Anyways. Well, I don't know if he ever would have let like his young children (laughs) race through the park to beat him like with the car. Well, but that would have been fun anyways. And I remember we, we left kind of our street and we went a slightly different way. Now, she didn't live that far from us, but in a different direction. And at first I was like, Oh, dad's taking us to somewhere special, you know, like Mm. we must be going out to eat dinner or something, or we must be going out to do something or whatever the case may be. When I asked him like, Oh, where are we going? He was like, well, actually we're going to stay with my friend and said her name which I will not say. And (laughs) I was like, what? We're not going to stay with grandma and grandpa. And I think that was my first, I was like, oh, this must be his girlfriend. Because I had actually seen her once before, another time uh, he dropped off a book at her house. And so as we were pulling, like pulling into the street and we knew our little town fairly well, like I was pretty good with directions. We pulled in and I was like, oh, yes, this is the house of that friend where I've yeah. I've been here before. I instantly felt dread. I'm not really? sure why. Uh, I don't know if it was just nerves because it was meeting new people. And once he had told us in the car that we were going there, he started telling us like all the perks about her house. Like she has two kids. She has a cat. They have a dog. They, do you remember oh, the, yeah, dog? the dog? Yeah, they had a I dog. About the dog. They, you know, he started telling us all the perks. And so maybe that's what you remember is that all of a sudden, you know, two blocks away from their house, he starts telling us all these perks about her house. But <laughs> I don't think I was having any of it. I think I was like, oh, wait, I know what this is. I know yeah. where we're going. This is like another woman who you're seeing. And... Yeah. Things weren't stable between mom and dad yet. I I don't think in my mind things had progressed slowly enough for us to be ready for that. And I just remember arriving and like we have said in past podcasts, her kids were so shy and quiet. And she seemed very nice. But I I was really weary of, you know, what the circumstances were. And I remember thinking right away, there's only two bedrooms here. Where are we going to sleep? Yeah. And I and I don't think in my head I had really realized that our dad would be sleeping in the same room as her even. Mm. Because, like, yeah. I had never seen that before. I had never seen well, our, be with our dad else. with anyone but her mom or by himself in his own room at her grandparents' place, you yeah. know? So I think at that moment I was just kind of like, 
what's going to happen. Did we eat dinner there that first night or had I we don't eaten feel before? like we did. I feel I think like we ate beforehand. Yeah, I feel like we ate with mom before because I remember there uh the thing about uh, the thing. There's no thing, but <laughs> our our that stepmom was so different from our mom. We were used yes. to traditional kind of you know, meat and potatoes type meals, pasta, shepherd's pie, uh, stews, well, like, and salads and other things, but just like normal Canadian. Very, well, I guess you could say, yeah, American Canadianized American food. Canadianized food. Yeah. And then we met her and they had, you know, various allergies herself. Her kids had some allergies and they ate in a very different way. Some like things that we never even knew existed potentially well like seaweed yeah that was the first time i ever realized that you could eat seaweed yeah because they would take it and they would fry it over the oven yeah to make it crispy mm-hmm. and that was so foreign to me and i remember trying it being like oh this is the most disgusting thing <laughs> i've ever had well the biggest thing i well i think the biggest things i remember is one the sleeping arrangements the night the that night because they had two pull-out couches or something that filled up the living room that all of us kids slept on. And then dad went to go sleep in her room, and I was like, what is this? What is happening? <laughs> and then in the morning, we woke up for breakfast, and the only milk-like product she had in her house was like a rice dream. Oh, yes. And I remember that. dad offered us cereal and didn't even like really think to tell me. Like I just watched him pour this carton of something in my in my cereal, and That's I remember true. looking down and being like, "What is this?" and tasting it and being like, "Oh my god, what is this?" Now <laughs> to say like now my palate is different, but at the time I was like, "Oh my god, I can't eat this." And he's like, "I'll make you oatmeal," and I was like, "I hate oatmeal. It makes me barf." I'm eight years old, so those are the types of words I would use at the time. Yes, <laughs> it makes me yes. barf, and. <laughs> I was like, oh, and so I remember just having like a piece of toast with some butter on it, literally, because that was the only thing I could trust. Yeah. Because even there, like she ate all natural. So even I think like peanut butter or something was all natural and different from ours and and things like that. So I just remember feeling like, oh, my gosh, this is so foreign from what we're used what to. What we're used to. Such a culture shock almost, even though it's not a cultural difference. No, you know? it's just a, a like a lifestyle choice mm-hmm. difference. I don't know if oh you remember. Goodness. Wow, you just brought back so many memories. <laughs> That's so true that we had cereal that morning and that we didn't like it. But for me, it was a bit different because I have a, an intolerance to lactose. I hadn't tried rice milk before, but I had tried different types of milk. Right. So I think for me, I don't know if I ate the cereal. Man, I wish my young brain could be more prevalent in my adult brain. Mm-hmm. But I, the, that sounds really familiar. I remember there being rice cakes a lot. Yes, rice cakes. Yeah. Yeah. What did we do that first day? Did we go to the park or something? I have no idea. I can't remember past that. I just remember that breakfast being like, oh, my goodness. And then I just I remember the end of the weekend coming and just going home and and just saying to mom, we met dad's new friend. We stayed at her house. And I, uh. and I can't remember if she knew or not. I can't remember if mom knew that Maybe we were going. Maybe she found there, out after. Or if he told her like at the door, but she was like, well, you have to tell them. It's not my job to tell the kids, you know? Well, that's just it. And so I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened, but 
I do remember going home and being like, oh my gosh, and I barely ate, and you well, know, that's just it. I this is so weird, and this is how we slept, and and just thinking like, oh, do I even want to go back? And it had nothing to do with her at all. She was she was super nice to us, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was really different. And I think um, they were religious in a different way from us. Yes. Yeah, they had a slightly different religion from us. Still, like, should have been familiar to us, but just a different... I wonder if we went to church that weekend. I don't know. Maybe we did. We might have. Because there was, like, the period of time that they were together, we did go to their church that they went to, so that was kind of like our tradition on the Sundays, is we would all go to church together. But it was different from our church, and, well, not that ours wasn't, but it was very unified. Mm -hmm. Felt like everybody knew everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had their Sunday school, which we didn't have. Well, they were just, um, well, maybe I would even say more religious (laughs) than we were used to. I Well, I mean, just the church itself, like meeting new people at a new church. They were, they seemed to know a lot more about the Bible than we had learned at our church. And it just seemed they were different type of devout. That's also another memory that sticks out of my mind is going to this new church with them and being like, what is this? And I don't want to be doing this either. And this is so different. And yeah. Now, I don't think we stayed in that apartment for very long. We moved into their current house now, our our first stepmother's house now that Lizzie lives in. But we didn't stay in that apartment for very long, did we? I'm not sure about the timeline because I'm pretty sure we were fairly young when when we met her. But Lizzie was born when I was 11. Yes. So that's actually a couple of years later. That's true. So I I don't, I can't remember. I can't remember the timeline. It just seems like one big mush to me. Like Mm -hmm. it just happened. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I was, we were a bit older than what we think when we met her. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was close. Maybe I was 10, you know, when we met her. And I just, I just remember not being sure about getting to know her. Really? Yeah. Just, like, didn't know how close I should get. Well, I think the idea of having a second mom seemed so bizarre. Like, to mm-hmm. me personally, to call her mom was never um, an option because, in my mind, I already had a mom. So why would I need a second mom, you know? Right. And that was never pushed on us either. Yeah. It was funny. She was, like, a, uh, a role. She was, she's definitely a role model to me. Mm-hmm. In a sense, but I don't know if I would ever call her my mom. There's definitely that type of relationship there because it developed over the years and I learned to appreciate her for, you know, all her wisdom and lessons that she taught me. There were some things that she taught me that our mother did not teach me that Mm -hmm. definitely helped shape me further on in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I was, it's really hard for me to remember if I was hesitant or not, but Mm -hmm. I think because I was younger, I just didn't realize as much. And And I very much feel like I clung to dad a lot Hmm. so I can see myself you know sitting down with him with all of us but watching movies plus I was the younger one too like there was Gregory also but Mm -hmm. man I wish I could remember more of this yeah it is hard to remember I just I want to shift our gears a little bit and move into kind of what I was thinking would be the second part of this podcast okay but um, I wanted to move into kind of talking more generally about when parents introduce their children to partners and kind of what we think should maybe happen based on our our experience. And if we were to give advice to parents out there who might listen to our podcast 
and are going through divorce. What advice we give parents when introducing a new partner? Uh, Sometimes it happens fairly quickly. Sometimes they overlap in some relationships. And so I just want to talk a little bit about what are the things you should think about when doing that? I think it's good to give your kids advance notice on the way there, I don't think is the smartest idea <laughs> because um, you you can be dealing with some very um, upset children. It's hard, right? You know, you end this relationship with your significant other who you have a child with and then now all of a sudden you have to introduce them to someone new, mm-hmm. someone that they might potentially call mom or dad. And that's hard for any kid, I think. Not that, that you want to replace your other parent, but now you have two moms or two dads and how do you balance those relationships you know like you have your established ones but then how do you develop these new ones and and what if you do like your stepmom more than your mom or you do like your stepdad more than your dad you know like what if you find more interest or things in common with them than you do with your own parent I think it's important to tell your children events slowly do the introduction process, I don't think it should all happen in one weekend. For us, it happened really quickly, and that seemed to put a big wrench in our parents' relationship with each other, especially trust-wise, which then made it even more difficult, I think, then to trust our stepmother. Maybe that's what it was. I think it was hard for us to trust our our father. I mean, let's, let me ask this question, or, or maybe I'll talk about this a little bit, but I think that the responsibility of telling your children about a partner should be on the person who is has the partner. So don't try to go through your ex to say, you know, can you warn the kids that I'm dating someone or tell them I'm dating someone. Mm-hmm. I think when you're when you're dating someone as a parent, the best thing you can do is make your kids feel involved. Um, not in the decision to date someone because that's ridiculous, but involved in the process. Let them know that you've started seeing someone slowly. Yes. You know, by just telling them maybe you're talking on the phone or you see them in person and you and you say, like, I went on a date. You know, and let the kids kind of go from there. I mean, some kids might react to that quite, it might be a traumatic thing for them. Yeah. They may explode at that moment and maybe that's enough information for them and let them cool down and talk to them another time about it. Um, And that means you have to go really slowly. Mm -hmm. And some kids, depending on how long you've been divorced or how long it's been since your parents have been together, might be like, oh, tell me about this new boyfriend or girlfriend you have, you know? It just depends how much time has gone past between the divorce. But I still think it's a really good idea to introduce your partner to children very slowly, numerous times over the course of, you know, a few months or at least a few weeks. Yeah. (laughs) And not introduce them all at once. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I totally agree. It's like everyone uses analogy, you know, like – People say ripping off a Band-Aid fast is better, but it doesn't mean that the wound will be healed and the scar will still be left, you know? I don't think it's a good idea to just throw your kids into this new situation with this new person, this new parent, and you don't even know how they're going to react with them, you know? Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting to see how they interact over a dinner before you even decide to do a whole weekend, let's say. You know, and even when it comes to the kids too, if there's other kids involved, you know, they're just as sensitive to meeting your parent and meeting you. So Mm -hmm. I completely agree that I think you should do it slowly and see how it goes from there. 
Because that could really change things. You know, you never know how your partner's going to react with your kid. Mm-hmm. And what if they don't get along? Right. You and know? I think, too, it's important to... Once you are like migrating two families together, because there's different types of blended families, right? Our first experience with a blended family was a family that we were only going to see every second weekend. So getting Mm. acquainted with them was very slow once we like it was very fast because it just happened all at once. But then it was very slow because we were only seeing them once every, you know, couple of weeks. weeks. Right. And that is um that is good, but some blended families are moving in together right away, right? Like yes. they're blending, maybe they have taken their time or whatever, but they're blending two families into one where everyone's going to be living with each other almost 24-7, except mm-hmm. for if the kids go to visit another parent or not. And that is, that type of a situation, you know, if I think to our first experience where I said like we went and it was almost like a culture shock. You know, the food was entirely different. The environment. The living arrangement was completely different. Mm -hmm. They had pets that we had never had. It was so different from what we were used to that I kind of wish that I would have been able to wake up that morning and there had been like a little bit of milk, (laughs) you know, or something I was used to. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that it's, it just didn't seem well planned. Sorry to say, dad, if you're listening, but it's poorly planned. You have to introduce, like not shock your kids out of it. You can't change their whole diet in that one moment or change whatever activities they're used to doing all in that moment or drive up in the laneway and (laughs) tell them we're here, you know, and (laughs) this is who you're meeting for the first time. So I think it's really important for parents to take all those things into consideration, whether it's your own home that's being invaded or that you're invading someone else's home. Make sure that your children have a few things that are familiar to them, maybe some toys that are familiar to them, bedding that's familiar to them or food oftentimes food can be comforting (laughs) and and make those efforts i mean there would have been no problem with us eating something slightly different oh of course not than them i think that's that's an important thing i think we are so i felt so shocked um out of my comfort zone that that's all i remember now that's the memory i have of it Hmm. and like i said i just feel like i feel like it was so poorly planned well, I do think it is important that the children do have some form of familiarity. It's it's because for us, you know, we had maybe a toy with us, but none of the toys at the house belonged to us. So we were stuck playing with their toys. And as right. a result, it kind of left us, you know, a little bit stunned, I guess, because it was nothing familiar to us. It was nothing that was ours. And it just felt weird being in someone else's house without your objects, your possessions, your toys, your comforts. Even the movies were different. And I don't know if you found that like uncomfortable either, but there was a period of time where there was Disney movies that I didn't want to watch. I didn't care to watch, you know, Peter Pan. I wanted to watch The Lion King. You know what I mean? Like there was little things like that that just felt so weird Mm -hmm. to me. And especially when it came to movies as a child, I felt like the four of us were so united in our choices for movies. Mm -hmm. So when it came to something different. Well, I think we were used to something very familiar. I mean, our parents had divorced and we had started seeing our dad at our grandparents' place, which was a place that was a safe place for us, right? Mm -hmm. And then we go to this place that didn't feel very safe. (laughs) And I don't know if if this had any impact on you, but this apartment was right next to one of the uh, high school's. 
In our area. Uh, In our area. Whereas our mother lived, our mother and grandparents lived near like an elementary school. So there was like a playground and a play yard that you could stay in. But I, I just remember, you know, asking if I could take the dog out for a walk. I don't know if it was that first weekend or if it was later on in other weekends when I felt more comfortable. Mm. But and just feeling like, oh, my God, there's all these teenagers around and now I'm scared because they're walking in like threes and fours. <laughs> and I, it's such a silly thing to be nervous about. But there were high population of teenagers that just hung around that area. Oh, yes. And it was it just didn't feel the same. Yeah. You know, in our area, we could run about between our house and the park quite easily and play in the backyard as long as we were together. At his place, we weren't even really allowed to leave the front door. No. Without... Well, I think that's part of the reason why they moved. They started to realize that raising that amount of kids in that house, plus there wasn't the space. Right. We just didn't fit. Well, that was it. Right. Sleeping on pull-out couches in the living room was not exactly ideal. It was definitely an interesting experience. And I and I do know it, it took me a long time to come around to our stepmom and it really enjoy her and get to know her, like even a couple of years. Mm. And just because when you go every second weekend, it's like you have to restart all over again after two weeks of being away from them. Well, and it. things were so different from us that at that age, it's so hard to pull apart just being with a person and also these other things that were so different from us, like mm-hmm. opinions that were so different from ours. And it just didn't feel the same, you know. And one thing that I always found funny about our our families is... You know, not that our mom wasn't religious, but their religion was so prevalent and things like praying before you eat was not something we did. And here it was being enforced so intensely. Well, I think it it was something our family did, but it was kind of um, we did it more with our grandparents and not so much at home after the divorce. But, I mean, there was other issues with that. Like, the church didn't like the fact that our parents were getting a divorce. So that was one thing. Yes. Um, so it's not that we we lost our connection to religion a little bit by the time this had happened. Or it was all happening kind of all at once. And mm-hmm. they they prayed a lot at every meal and at night. And, you know, just a lot more than our family would have. Our yeah. family kind of prayed maybe at dinner or maybe at just special occasions. Yeah. So it that is different. So Sars, now that we've spoken about, you know, what our um relationship was like with our first stepmom, a little bit about us moving into their home. Let's talk about, you know, the end of our season. This is our last episode. I know. Where where are we going? <laughs> I know. And, and it's kind of bittersweet. I mean, the summer's coming and Mars and I are so busy this summer and we just realized we couldn't be able, we wouldn't be able to give you guys what we've been giving you the last couple of like few months. Yes. And so we would really like to take a break during the summer, do what we need to do and come back in the fall with our new season, which is going to be all about blending with this new family that we just spoke about, this stepmom and kind of all the funny things around, you know, different stories from that time. And having the birth of our half-sister, Lizzie, yes. who came into our life and, and how that kind of unrolled and and meeting her and growing up with her as a, as a sister and what that meant to us 
as a family. And that's what next season is going to be about. And we're excited about it. We are. Lizzie is absolutely like super excited about being on our podcast she has been asking us all season and we have been feeling like bad big sisters because we have been (laughs) telling her that she needs to just wait a little bit because we weren't in a part where she could remember because she didn't exist at that time so we couldn't we couldn't talk about those types of things with her but she's ecstatic to get on the show and our brother Gregory as well is has been asking us and super excited and we'll probably have Michael back as well yes to talk uh, about different events that happened during that time. So we are super excited about that and happy to move forward. And we want you guys all to catch up on the episodes maybe you've missed over the last couple of months and share with your friends if you know of someone who's going through divorce or if you know of teenagers or children who may need something to listen to. We are we hope that we have been um, safe for all to listen to and uh-huh. share us around uh, with people you know. And we'll keep your eyes open because we'll probably be making a few announcements over the summer, asking a few questions, and we'll be announcing the exact date of when we'll be starting up our second season of Family Vortex. So make sure to keep checking our Facebook page and our Twitter and our website you can see all our activity there just because we say we're not recording during the summer doesn't mean that we might not be posting so keep your eyes peeled for any pictures or comments or questions that we will think up over the summer and want to share with you guys you know we don't want you to go far and we won't be that far either so even if you feel like you want to write a comment or you have an idea or something pertaining to your situation or someone's situation regarding divorce or blended families, please share with us because we would be more than happy to see your stories. Right. And we're around and we'll be answering. Uh, So our website, as always, is www.familyvortex.wordpress.com. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes and that's it for this week guys we'll miss you over the summer we can't wait to hear from you share your stories with us your comments whatever over the summer and like mars said we might share a few uh, pictures or stories or whatever announcements (laughs) that's it so we'll see you next time in the fall on family vortex (laughs) 